So all of that to say is while we're in the midst of transition, we're in the midst of process, what do we do? Other than squirm and try to get away from the potter's wheel. Because what comes after the potter's wheel? Uh, The kiln. The fire. The part that's really challenging. The part that's really difficult. The part that, let's be honest, let's be real. The part we don't want to do. Because it burns. And while we're in the midst of that fire, we... We want to scramble. We want to panic. We want to, you know, do what everybody else is doing and freak out. And so I had this, I had this like revelation. And God was saying, what do you do in a holding pattern? How many of you have ever been in a holding pattern while on a plane? Or like emergency landings? Or my favorite, extreme turbulence while flying out of Russia. (laughs) Dropping like who knows how many feet at a time. Still one of the scariest flights I was ever on. You just, like, you know it's a dramatic drop when I'm flying out of my seat. Like, I was glad I was seat belted, but I was like, at the same time, I'm literally, like, there was gaps between me and my seat. And so I was like, <laughs> I was, I was actually serious. Like normally I'm like not too worried about like turbulence on a plane, but like when I'm being lifted out of my seat, I'm like that point I am trying to rebuke the air, the cold, the plane, the pilot, the stewardess, anything and anyone that could be like causing any type of turbulence in this point. I'm like, you know, who, and it's like, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the winds. I take authority over these wings and the jet engines and the pilot and the stewardess and the person sitting next to me. This seatbelt, this chair, the airbag, you know, it's like the tamale under the chair, everything. I'm taking authority over everything at this point. And I'm like, you will live and you will not die. It's <laughs> a great prayer. <laughs> Jesus, help. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, <laughs> Take the wings, whatever. You know, like, love, lift me up where I belong. Something. (laughs) Like, mount me on the wings of eagles or something, you know. Well, this is what you do. First things first. Stay in your assigned seat. When there's transition and whirlwinds happening all around you and there's change taking place or there's an emergency mid-flight, stay where you were assigned. Amen. It's so, people are so quick and so easy, so eager to try to be where they're not supposed to be. But the problem is, is when you do that and they go to take account for you, you're overlooked. You're not found. You're not where you're supposed to be. You were supposed to be in 1B. Come on, that's first class. And you're supposed to be in 1B, but the problem is is you freaked out, so you wanted to go where everybody else was, and now you're in 32C. But when they go to look for you in 1B, they can't account for you because you're not there. Yeah, the back of the 
So staying in your assigned seat is for your protection. They're going to look for you. So don't panic and scramble. Just remain right where you're at. It's like when you get lost in a store. Don't go running around. Just stand in the center of where, right where you're at. Mom! Mom! Mommy! Mom! My mom! Mommy! So what, what, do you, what do you do? What's the second thing you're going to do? Fasten or secure your seatbelt. Make sure that you are secure where you are at. This has more to do with your identity than feeling safe. Being okay and comfortable with where you are at, with what you are doing, and what is going on in your life is far more important than you can imagine or realize. It's really pertinent to your confidence. It is becoming secure with who God has called you to be. So when you're secure in your identity, when you're secure in who God's created you to be, really what's happening in that moment is it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Because you step into the revelation of I am, I am. God didn't need to be called anything else. It wasn't until later on that he became the healer or the voice in the wind or, or the provider or our righteousness. But he was comfortable with being I am. And see, when you, carry the, the, when you carry sonship or the spirit of adoption, it brings a form of, of security in who you are. You're not concerned with other, what other people are doing or not doing. You're not jockeying for position. You're not trying to become something you're not. You're not stretching out beyond your means. You're not even, you're not even worried about what seat you're really in. Maybe you really are assigned a 32C. You're not concerned about the person in 1B. That's my seat. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's about just fasten it. Be where you secure yourself. It's taking a realistic perspective of where you're at in that moment and going, I'm going to be okay. These external, th- external things can happen all around you. Doesn't mean it has to affect you. Number three, this is important. Listen for the pilot. There's always really important instructions that come out in the midst of a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. Remember one time I was, I was on a flight returning from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. You guys ever been to Wisconsin? It's right next to Chicago and Wisconsin. I, eh? And so I was on my way back from Wisconsin and like it was just one of those days where everything was delayed, everything was slow, it was ridiculous. I was not excited about this flight. I got stuck at O'Hare. O'Hare is the worst place to fly from to in the winter. And so I'm coming, I'm coming from O'Hare, Chicago, 
and we're in flight and we're about to land into San Diego, but we have to make an emergency landing because somebody is completely losing it on the flight. Like, and everybody was like, it's a bad drug trip. And I was like, no, it's a demon. But nobody's listened to the random tattooed guy in the corner of 32C, because that's where I was sitting. And, but we had to make an emergency landing in Vegas. Then you're stuck on the tarmac, but there's all these really special instructions going on at this point. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for writing United Air. As you can tell, we've had to make an emergency landing. Please stay in your assigned seat as the air marshals are removing this passenger that's kicking and screaming right now. Please keep all hands and objects inside the aisle, away from the aisle, outside the aisle. Fasten your seatbelt. Once we can get off the land, we should be arriving in San Diego at approximately, we don't know. Again, this is your captain speaking. Please stay in your assigned seat. And you're going, I just want to get home. But you want to listen to what the pilot's saying. And let's be honest. If you got a bunch of this going on, mumbling, complaining, bickering, you don't hear a whole lot of what other people are saying. If you can't hear the, it doesn't, if you don't hear the pilot, you won't know what is going on. And if you're in this place of offense and being disgruntled and, well, if they could just do this, well, this leader doesn't do this and this pastor doesn't do that. Blibbity blah, blibbity blah, blibbity boo. You're not going to hear the pilot. You're not going to get the instructions you need. And to be perfectly honest, you're probably going to end up stuck on that plane for a while. Mm. Scripture tells us this, that the, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness longer than it was necessary because they did not remember his good deeds. They weren't listening. They weren't watching for the pilot. They're too busy complaining about the leader in front of them. Ultimately, the pilot is going to tell you where you're going to go, where you're supposed to be seated at, and what's going on. It's important. Listen to the pilot. Kind of like you have two ears, one mouth, for a reason. Granted, a, a great argument would be you have more teeth than you have ears. But, uh, so maybe it's talking, I don't know. But, uh, yes. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. Listen. Number four. Be open to an alternative destination. You may, you may have, I think I said this Sunday. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah, come on. If 
you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. The Lord will direct your steps if you let him. But you have to listen. You have to listen. In the midst of a holding pattern, you may end up in an alternative location than where you think you're going to be. Be willing to land at a different airport, land or city. In Habakkuk it says, to make the vision simple, plain. However, we have a tendency to make it complicated and convoluted with a lot of details that are probably from our own wants and desires. When you make it simple, you have, you have a framework and it is adjustable. When it is simple and allows for an alternative destination, it doesn't feel like a violent shift. It's like changing the tail fin to go to a different place. Oftentimes, we, we get these plans from the Lord and we start filling them in with all this additional stuff, all this adi- additional vision and th- things that sound really good and that maybe even are kingdom dynamics. But you have to go back is, is this really what the Lord told me? Right. And then you draw, if you just keep it very like skeleton-like, simple, plain, and clear, when shift begins to happen, it's just a smooth transition yep. to where it is that you're supposed to go. And you get to where it is that you're supposed to be. So when you're in, while you're in the midst of transition, while you're in the midst of change through 2019, remember to stay in your assigned seat and to fasten your seatbelt and listen for the pilot and be open to an alternative destination because where you are right now will not dictate nor does it determine where you will end up. And that he will take care of you and he will do what it is that he says that he will do. Because he's faithful to the end. Because he's been faithful since the beginning. Come on. Yes. 2019 can be your year if you want it to be. Yep. Come on. What are you doing with what you have right now in your hand? You're not lacking anything. It's all about with what you do right now with what's in your hand whether it's your coffee or your cell phone. Whatever it might be. Father, I ask that you would lead and guide each person, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them wisdom beyond their years, even if their years are years, that you'd give them wisdom beyond their years. That you would illuminate the path, illuminate the direction that they're supposed to go. That you would bring counsel to them. For when they're tired and weary, that you would send a messenger that would bring cake. Something, a sweet word to their spirit, to their soul, and strengthen them in their time of weariness. May they find rest in you. May 
may they be full of joy, full of hope. And remember, you're not done yet. Let 2019 be the year. The year that you see change and breakthrough in your life. 